Today's episode is brought to you by the new season of the Spotify original podcast, Dissect. Dissect is a serialized music analysis podcast where they take a single album per season and examine the lyrics, music, and meaning behind one song per episode. Their new season is all about Kendrick Lamar's 2017 album, Damn, one of my favorites, unpacking this Pulitzer Prize winning album note by note, line by line. I got, I got, I got loyalty. <laughs> Invite me. Stream Dissect on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe. Never keep myself away Cause when I'm next to her I feel those warm rays reaching out From her love She touched me with a smile that glows I can't go a day without my sunshine -na -na -na. No, no. She warms me with her heart of gold I can't go a day without my sunshine My sunshine, my sunshine I can never keep myself full You know that song? I do that is the that oh, is I the really greatness do. who does not get his flowers enough, Alexander O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, My uncle man. Alex, he had a rough he had a rough go for a time, but he is talented. I'll give you that. I'm not going to disagree with that. I am a fan. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to uh, Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I am Jade, and we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test of trials, the twists, the turns, and the temptations <laughs> of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2019. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Happy holidays. Oh, so happy. <laughs> so happy. Just over. So happy. Happy days is what they are. <laughs> how are you? I just saw you, but how are you? I am doing just fine. Um, you know. Just just grateful to be back. Grateful mm -hmm. for it to shoot another show. I mean, shoot another, well, record another show. We're not you shooting. You know, all of that. Same um, thing. And, uh, you know, excited about closing out December and heading on into January. How are you? Wow. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And adulting is truly a scam. San Francisco was great. It was so Shy. good. It was so good. I really like the energy was really nice. It really was. Um, and we got so much love. Shout out to everybody who came out and showed up for the meet and greet. Shout out to the the wonderful listener who gave me this Maxine Shaw candle, which was so the second good. candle that she got because she made us the original Bokeem Woodbine candle. Because y'all know I love me some Bokeem Woodbine. And um, she gave me the most delicious bag of coffee my God. I mean, you could smell it through the bag and it just, I cannot wait to get into that in the morning and weed. And it was, just, it was great. It was such a, it was the perfect gift bag. Um, you know, and we just got so much love and I really, really appreciate everybody who came out and supported Kia and I Absolutely. supported our siblings that we are appreciative to our siblings for bringing us on the road with them. And, um, then I came back 
And reality just kicked me right in the vagina. Oh, my. You know, I just told Kia this story, but I'll tell you guys. I, you know, came home. I, my family picked me up, got back in the afternoon. And they were like, we're going to go to the park and ride bikes. You want to come? I said, no, take me home. I'm tired. <laughs> I had to get up and be downstairs by 4.30 this morning. So and so my husband was like, it's cool. We're going to drop you off. So they dropped me off. Not even an hour later, they come racing in the house. He's screaming my name and she's just screaming. And so, you know, obviously I run to the front. I'm like, what is going on? Her skin is all off. Oh, no. Ankles all twisted. Oh, so had to play doctor, clean up, wiggle the toes, make sure things weren't broken. Long story short, Noah fell off her bike and she has um, a sprained ankle. So she is on baby crutches. Aww. Um, I am not going to lie and say that Tristan and I did not giggle a smidge when they bought them baby ass crutches into the room today oh, at the doctor's so, office. So it's childish. terrible. I know we are. But, <laughs> you know, this is only, of course, after she is fully okay. Absolutely. But um, but they brought them little crutches in and it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> they're so little. Uh, so those are some of those parenting moments that people don't really talk about, those honest moments. Or you laugh at inappropriate times. Um, but she's fine. She's her, her ankle is sprained. She's very, very excited to be using her crunches, is what she calls crunches. them. <laughs> crunches. <laughs> she's like, so am I going to get crunches? She was freaking out last night because she thought she was going to have to have surgery. <laughs> she was like, surgery? they're going to give How me she surgery. Oh and I was like, gosh. no, no, Cookie, you're not going to get surgery. I promise. <laughs> what about shots? <laughs> I'm like, no surgery, no shots. So much television. I know. I'm like, you're not going to have surgery. Like, it's fine. So we propped her up and made her comfortable. So now she's home for the week. And, you know, niggas just got back in town and got to leave again. And it's, <laughs> it's just great. Everything is great. How are you? You know... <laughs> we talked about how I am already So let's just yes, move oh, right. to You see Do you see how I am sis Let's move on into the trash I did I did Compose our trash today Alright Come on trash composition Oh clean up woman We need you in so many ways Alright Let's get into some basura today. Uh, the baby was on Saturday Night Live. Was he now? Yes, he was. And I must say, I have to say, the baby is like a nephew who just brings me great joy. <laughs> he really is. He just makes me happy, makes me smile. You know what I'm saying? It's not a sexual thing. Uh, no, it's not I, a sexual I, I, thing. I, rec I recognize that there are lots of people who are attracted to him. Oh, very and I, many. And I don't, and I, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't not get it. He's not no. an unattractive person at all. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, I have come to terms. I was like, he's like a nephew. He makes me like, <laughs> he makes me happy. His little smile, his little. So How he got on SNL, probably 21. <laughs> Let me see. The baby. Uh, okay, yes, here he go. Oh, he was born in 1991. I was definitely in school. Oh, no, he was. He's 27. Yeah, he's a little bit older than 21. But yes. 
Oh, born in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, that makes sense. Jonathan Lindell Kirk. Lindell. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan Lindell Kirk. Oh, yes. Well, he was on SNL and I did not get to see the episode because we, I just didn't. But I did see the, um, I did see the performances after the fact and he was up there performing. My boy had on a, he had on a cordless mic, a headset, a Britney Spears headset. Oh my gosh. And he was, Toxic. and he was moving about on the stage and he was dancing at choreography and background dancers. And, Very nice. You know, there was a white girl who pussy popped on the handstand and also oh. like walked with it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and it was, I, I, and then he brought out the Jabberwockies. Oh, nice. Yes. He brought out the Jabberwockies just like he TBT. did in the video. I love me some Jabberwockies. They just, they're so smooth and they just, they mm-hmm. did their little moves. It just made me happy. So the baby really, he brought it on SNL. Even if you're not a fan, you have to be a fan of his aura. He's just, he just is a pleasant young man. <laughs> is he pleasant? He's just a pleasant young man. He just <laughs> gives me just great joy. He seems polite. <laughs> He does. He like does. He seems a, mannerable. Like a he's, little country he's, thing. He's been raised. Mm-hmm. But you I, hope that I, I hope that that, you know, it's just that's all an assumption. I don't know anything about him other than the fact that that young lady on Twitter really enjoys him and wants to marry him. Who is this? That Oh, she's on Instagram. What's her name? B. Simone. B. Simone. Yeah. And she's oh. like she used to be on Vine and stuff. And now she's one of the Instagram girls. And her Halloween costume was the uh, baby's wife. She had on like, oh. a gown and like was connected to like a cutout of him. It was it was innovative. I respect it. Nice. Yes. Same. Uh, Common and Tiffany Haddish okay. are apparently some sort of item, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Now, this is all alleged. This has not been confirmed by any means. Oh. Uh, but as I was reading on the blogs. I thought he was dating Angela Rye. <laughs> well, apparently they, which I had no clue they had gotten back together, but apparently they got back together and then they are now broken up once again. Oh, common. Yes. And so he has been seen multiple times with Tiffany Haddish. And I think they also are supposed to appear in something together. So <laughs> that could very well be. <laughs> what are you looking at? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking about who we've known common to date. And it's just quite a range. Like, he's like Erica Badu. Oh, he said Erica Badu is like family to him now. Serena Williams. I totally forgot about she. Angela Rye and yes, Tiffany Haddish. Like, this is just like a range. It's like he, I don't know that he has a type. I don't think he does. I don't think he has a, Which a type Which is probably fair and fine. And I mean, a whole bunch of fun. But it's just like interesting. Like, okay. It sure. is fascinating. It is very fascinating. So Live your best life, Common. <laughs> if Common and Tiffany Haddish are an item, I am just... Just interested to see how that turns. Wow, Watch them wow. end up being the old married couple that we'd have no, never expected. I don't know if I see it. I don't okay. see it, but watch the watch it just happen just because niggas don't see it. I feel uh, like Common and Angela Rye made sense. And I'm not saying like Tiffany, I don't know. They they made a little bit more sense. Like the whatever common phase that was that he had when he was with Erica Badu, that made sense at the time. Right. Common and Serena didn't really make sense to me. I felt like, but I wasn't like, I'm not as taken aback as I am with this news. 
Because there's just like a level of like, uh, like you expect, I don't know. I don't want to sound judgy, but, but, um, mm. Tiffany and uh-huh, she ready? I don't oh, know. No, I definitely don't see it. I definitely do not see it. Listen, I mean, get your, get, listen, Tiffany, go off. Okay. Get what you need. Get what you need. That's all I'm. I'm here for that. I don't care in what way it comes. If it if it's through the you know the thumb nigga, that's fine. Because Common does look like a thumb. Um, What? He looks like a. He looks like a thumb. You mean like his head? Like okay, a thumb. A literal. Look at my thumb and draw a little face on it. That's Common. All right, that's enough. Cardi B and Culture. I saw them. We're on the cover on the Vogue cover. Don't yes. they look beautiful? They look beautiful. I just wish that Cardi's wig was pushed back just a little more. Just a smidge. I felt like it was sitting on top of her eyebrows, and that was a lot for me. Like but a like just like an eighth of an inch. Just I mean, just taken, just pull back just a little bit. Yeah. Just a bit mm-hmm. more forehead is what I needed. I yeah. mean, but you know, she always gives us a moment in fashion. Culture is just a gift. Oh my god! Um, and a doll. I just, I just enjoy. Like I, I was, I was glad. I was, I love to see it. I love, I, to, see I, it. I love to see it. I love to yes. see it. Yes. Um. So R. Kelly has been charged with more felonies. Thank God. I don't mind speaking on this because this is positive news. <laughs> so he's been charged with more felonies. Okay. In this, so these are in relation to his marriage to Aaliyah. So um, he's got felonies for bribing officials for oh a gosh. fake ID for an anonymous woman. And this was the day before he married Aaliyah. Hmm. So he is being charged with more and more. And I just love that they are just not letting him go. Like he is, he is there and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Wow. I love to see that. Um, 11-year-old Charlotte, I, I don't know how to say her last name, Nibris, made history as the first black lead in the New York City Ballet's Nutcracker. Her. I didn't know that that was her name, but she's a very stunning little girl. She is. She's precious. Nibris, 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 I'm not sure, but... She made history and Misty Copeland showed up and showed her love. And you know, we love to see us a Misty. We love love to see it. Yes, we do. Noah has a Misty Copeland Barbie. I love the fact that she has a Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) It bends and twirls. Do you know who? um, Oh, you know what? Actually, I'll get to that in a second. George Zimmerman. Oh, hell. Is suing. Trayvon Martin's family for $100 million. I saw that. For resting on false evidence. Child, I don't even want to give this country. Can we can we otherwise report that Sabrina Fulton is running for like a seat? And like, com- yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I mean, this is, yes, we're not going to dignify. Yes. This. You know what? You're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. I, I was actually just going to wish terrible things on him, but. Let's focus on the positive. Yes. Sabrina Fulton is, um, she is running for Congress in Florida's District 1. Um, And I mean, go forth and prosper and be great. Be the change. Hello. Please be the change because we need it, Jesus Christ. Uh, And lastly, do you know who Tangeray is? Yes. Not the liquor. 
I know, but this is um yeah, yes, the the real the, fish. Yes, the um <laughs> um uh some of humans of New York. Yes. Tell yes. me that she's going to have a biopic. Oh, there's going to be more of the Tangeray tales coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And I cannot wait for it. How do we know this? From the YBF. So, according to the YBF, an unfiltered look as the life as a stripper in the 1970s is coming, and we're here for it. Yes, an unfiltered are. look. After Tangeray's real life stories went viral, she's gearing up for a new project to share more with the world. Yes. I'm here for so, it. Present. I'm all the way here for it. Tangeray is um, an epic storyteller. Miss Stephanie is her name. She's a <laughs> former stripper. Miss Stephanie, a.k.a. Tangeray, went viral after she was posted on Humans of New York. If you do not follow Humans of New York, you are missing out. It is one of my top five favorite accounts to follow. Um, and that's where the hashtag real fish was born, oh which... God. I'm not going to go into because we're just going to let Miss Tangeray be Miss Tangeray, Miss Stephanie. So I can't wait. I don't know what's going to come of it, but I, I'm going to be front row and center. And I love to see that. I love to see it. And that's it. That's it for the trash today. All right. I think that's sufficient. That is, that is sufficient. That is enough. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right. So we have a couple shout outs All right. uh, from the listeners. The first one I wanted to personally shout out. I don't know their name because it's listed as one thing and then the email address is another, but oh. you know who you are. Okay. And they say, good morning, Queens. Praying all is well. I'm writing to say thank you. I just finished listening to the second part of the Nas of Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. where you read a story about a woman who cleaned her grandmother-in-law's cast iron pot incorrectly. I have to admit, I had no idea what you all were talking about, as I, too, used soap and scrubbed the pan. After listening, I called my mother's sister and a few others who told me to keep the cast irons hot and wipe clean with just hot water and salt. Yes. Dry and then wipe with oil. That's exactly it. Oops. Well, I know better now and I feel a little crazy, but I'm just that I'm just learning this in my 30s. Guess better late than never. And I wanted to shout them out because, yes, you are absolutely right. Better late <laughs> than never. I'm so glad you are properly cleaning your cast, uh, cast iron, iron skillets. skillets. And then <laughs> the other um, the other shout out we had. It's from a listener, Tamika. And Tamika says, hey, Jade and Kia, I love the show and must listen faithfully every week. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks, Tamika. I just want to uh, know, can I shout out myself this week? You sure can. She says, sis is tired, has been working her ass off to make things happen. My name is Tamika. I'm a student, full-time and part-time worker in corporate America and a new small business owner. I started Squeak E-Clean LLC this summer to create another stream of income for myself that I would love to take on full-time when the time is right. I do residential and commercial cleaning in the DMV area. This Aww. business is my baby, and I'm very excited to do something that I love part-time. I clean like Big Mama would clean. Well, I take pride in taking care house, of others, Tamika. okay? <laughs> I take pride in... Um, in taking care of others and getting shit done. If I do make it on the show, please visit and share my social media handles with your listeners. So here they are. If they mention getting grown, they will receive $15 off. All right. The Instagram is squeak, capital E, clean LLC. And the Facebook is squeak E, clean LLC. We will be sure to put both in the description box. 
Thank you, lovely ladies, and keep up the great work. You keep up the great work, Tamika. You are out here busting ass. You're doing the Lord's work, girl. And we, and let me tell you something, nothing makes me happier than a properly cleaned anything. Listen. (laughs) Okay, so shout out to you. Remember, if you guys mentioned getting grown and you're in the DMV area, you will receive $15 off. And again, we will post all of that information in the description box. Very nice. Yes. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. She's in the DMV, girl, so listen. (laughs) Kia may be calling you. Hello. Be don't be surprised when your phone jingle jangles now. Come on in in here and get this like help me to get my life. Just don't talk about me and don't tell my mama. I be needing some help. Help, help. Lola is a female founded feminine care brand offering high quality period and sexual wellness products made with natural ingredients. They're here to make your period a little bit easier. And we're all here for that. So mm-hmm. Lola period products are made with 100% organic cotton, never with any of the toxins, dyes, fragrance, synthetic fibers, or chlorine bleach that you might find from other conventional feminine care brands. Lola period products are all gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. And Lola thinks women deserve to know exactly what they're putting in their bodies. So they list every ingredient on the box. Lola subscriptions are customizable, so you can choose your mix of products and absorbencies. And it's also easy to edit your order, change your delivery frequency, and skip a month or cancel at any time. Lola also now offers two trial sets, each featuring a mixed assortment of period products made with 100% organic cotton for just $5. I love Lola because they offer such a variety of products. You've got lube. You've got condoms, <laughs> you've got uh, panty liners, which are very thin, um, natural, it's natural ingredients. Also, again, all of the all of the ingredients are listed on the box, so you're able to see what you are putting on your body. It's BPA-free applicator, so I keep them right in the bathroom in a cute little basket. And that way, when I have, you know, people who visit my house and they are on their periods, there is an assortment of things. You got super plus, plus, plus. <laughs> you got regular. You've got light. It's something for everybody. Lola is absolutely wonderful. And the fact that it's delivered straight to my door is delivered in a discreet box. Not that I care, but for those who do, <laughs> it comes in a discreet box. So you don't have your, all your business out in the streets. It's never been easier to try Lola. Get started with a trial set today and get 30% off your $5 trial set at mylola.com with the code GROWN30. That's mylola.com and code GROWN30 to redeem your offer. All right, let's start at the kitchen table. Welcome back. Um, as, as we noted at the start of the show, it is the holiday season. Um, and I acknowledge that this time, as we've talked about before, I, I acknowledge that this time might be uh, stressful or triggering for some people. Um, so yeah. we wanted to, and you know, just stressful for a number of reasons, right? And so this is not to suggest that we're all sad and and gloomy on the holidays, but just kind of in acknowledgement of the fact that the holidays bring about a different kind of busyness and activity Mm -hmm. um, and responsibility. Um, We just want to acknowledge that and try to talk about it in ways that are productive. And I thought one of the the ways to do that was to be intentional in preparing for the triggers of the holiday. um, And, and so that we can experience them, um, 
I don't want to say more productively, but just kind of be, to be prepared for them and, and to allow space in our lives to think about uh, the things that stress us out and how we might navigate and work through that stress. So I had the idea of, you know, if I were to prepare a holidays survival kit, like mm-hmm. a, oh, a, a, sorry, a surviving the holiday starter kit, if I were to put together a list of um, items and activities that would help me to keep my peace during the holiday time, what would that starter kit include and entail? Um, and of course, this is going to be specific to me and my life and the things that um, stress me out or trigger me through, throughout the holidays and Jade's Jade's list or starter kit will be for her. I also asked the internet of some things um, that folks would include in their starter kit. So we're just hoping to have a conversation about some ways that we can cope and um, manage the stress of the holidays um, in whatever form it may come, whether it be like, you know, dealing with parents or nosy aunties and uncles or dealing with being on a budget or dealing with grief or loss or dealing with having, you know, changing or shifting dynamics in your personal relationships or romantic relationships to having new friends, new significant others, or, you know, having a significant other last year, but not having one this year. So like just dealing with all of those challenges and things, um, in ways that we might be able to, uh, handle those things during the holidays. So I'll start mm-hmm. with by asking you, sis, um, when you think about your surviving the holiday starter kit, I have an idea what <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, what will be item number one in your kit, but I will let you share with the people um, <laughs> your, your the keys to your survival. Well, I mean, I think we all know me pretty well. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure everybody knows the number one item in my bag is ganja. <laughs> that is my mommy wine. <laughs> that are Those are my tea sticks. That is what keeps me mellow and sane and it doesn't hurt anybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So since that was kind of like a gimme, I need you to give me another one. <laughs> Because, I mean, everybody in, on the whole planet knew that that was going to be your number Every one. Every single soul on the, <laughs> all the fish and the birds. Um, what's another thing? My rose water, actually. Oh, so my gosh. I, Please tell the people about your very bougie, expensive rose water and how, what you use it for. Well, I, you know, I'm saving this for a shout out, but it comes from Life Wellness, which is located in Brooklyn. And it is a uh, house-made rose water, which smells like a garden heaven okay it is the most it is the most delicious rose water that you'll ever smell like every other rose water you've ever used prior to this is just gonna smell like poop compared to this actual rose water or it just smell like water like somebody's duping you I use it because it smells amazing and I spray it on myself and it also makes me happy like something about the scents just like kind of lift my spirit a little bit And so I like to carry it around with me. And if I get a little hot, sometimes I'll mist myself. If I just, (laughs) you know, if I just need to feel like a little pep, I'll give I'll give myself a mist. I love my rose water. That's fair. Um, And uh, (laughs) it's funny because I'm laughing because Jay really does carry this rose water around. I do. um, If it is, if it. She dropped it one time getting out of an Uber and you have thought that she dropped her wallet. <laughs> or my baby. 
the way that she yelped out into the street. Oh no! Like it was, it was like, what's wrong? Okay, it's like my rose water. It's a glass bottle. It's very. It costs twenty dollars. Okay, and it is. It is. I love my rose water, but it is not cheap. Indeed. Um, so my survival ho- uh, surviving the holiday starter kit. Um, and this is not really in any particular order, but uh, the uh, consists of um, uh, a, um, happy happy habits or activities that I can do to like clear my head. So whether that be, you know, like I've, I've talked about before, I like coloring. I have like coloring book apps on my phone and sometimes I'll just color by number when I want to just this is kind of like mindless stuff that kind of keeps me from sitting and just letting my mind wander around all the things that I have to do, all the things that I should be doing, what I'm not doing. And just kind of like, it helps me to kind of turn off from like work and processing and kind of like mellow out. So mm-hmm. ha- having those happy habits. Um, so my coloring books, actually reading a book, I'm going to start a new book when, um, you know, Oh, on, you do love your coloring books. I do love coloring books. I'm going to start a, a, a new book, like reading book. I'm going to try to find a book. If you guys have any suggestions, hit me up. And I've decided that I'm going to commit to completing a, a, a show series. Um, Ooh. I don't know what yet, but, um, I'm going to, you know, watch the show. I really feel like it's going to be something something like designing women or <laughs> or just, golden girls or golden girls, you know, just one of those good nostalgia, nostalgic feel good shows that I used to watch as a child and mm-hmm. probably something that I could watch with my mom and she would enjoy it as well. Oh, um, golden girls. Yes. yes. So having happy habits, headphones are a big deal for me and I use them. Um, it's very important for me to use them at specific times because I don't like to hear the sounds of people's mouths. <laughs> and there are people in my she family doesn't. who slurp, mm. <laughs> who slurp tea, who slurp, you know, cereal from the spoon. And it just makes me want to flip the kitchen table over. So I have, <laughs> I'm very strategic. I mean, and one of these things that I would like to have for Christmas is some, um, I want some Apple AirPods, but uh, I'm on a budget right now. So, but in the meantime, I will have I'm my anti AirPod, my trusty dusties, my trusty dusty plug-in headphones that I might not, uh, you know, lose my mind. Um, you know, I think I'm a DJ in my head, so I have I like over the ear headphones. Yeah, <laughs> my trusty Sony Bluetooths just gave on me one of yeah. them. One of the ears, the cord popped out, and I tried to fix it. I tried to nigger rig it. And, and I've never had a Bluetooth headphone, and I really uh, want one. Well, I love them, and I've had them for years at this point, and I'm really sad that I tried to. I really tried to nigger rig it with some Gorilla Tape mm. and some super glue, and it was working for a while, but then something was slightly off so that one ear would not all the way suction to my ears. So now I've been, I've been stuck with these Apple headphones, and I feel poor. No, oh, don't do that. I don't like things that go in my ear. Give me another uh, <laughs> another element of your starter kit. Oh, um, something that is going to help to ease your stress um, and trouble over the holidays. The ability to escape to my room. Mm-hmm. The importance have, of a closed door. Yes, oh indeed. Oh my gosh! Listen, I understand fully now why my mother used to go to her room so often, <laughs> and why she always had a TV in there. 
Um, I have, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like, no, I will not put a TV in my bedroom. And no, I'm not just talking about Fran. <laughs> it's Keisha's many like, like I will, that too. I will not like, put a TV in the bedroom. What? Yeah, Keisha. She's like, you going to put a, Keisha, a TV in the bedroom? Absolutely. Wait till she drops that baby. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you something. I have made my mother's sanctuary in my room. I have this little. So these are a couple of things that I guess are on my starter kit that are just a part of it. But mm-hmm. my nightstand includes my little things that make me happy. My Florida water, my, you know, my incense holders, just the things that get my resins. You know, I like to burn my white copal. And I also have my TV. I had that that whole mounted on a tilting mount. And I said, when I want to come in here and relax, I want to come in here and relax properly. So go. I'll burn my resins and I'll burn my incense. And I, and I make sure that I buy my really good incense that I love. There you go. And I'll burn my white. You know, sometimes I have my little meditation. Then when I'm done with that, I'll turn it I'll I'll turn my TV on and I'll have my me time. There you go. And that is really important to me. I really need that. Absolutely. Um, So as many of you know, I will be traveling um, to my mom in Nashville, my mom and my Mm -hmm. grandparents um, over the holidays. And um, one of the things that I have found that has been essential to my survival is while I very much enjoy being there in Tennessee with my family and spending time with them, because I don't often get a chance to do that. Um, one of the things that is critical to my survival during this time at home is for me to have scheduled plans and things to do outside of my mom's house or my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. Um, having kind of like structured activities, doing things on my own, not feeling like the only thing that I'm there to do is just to kind of sit in my grandma's kitchen table. While I enjoy that very much, why that is something that, you know, our quality time together is essentially what I'm going there for. I found that I get a little stir crazy and and it's easy for me to be like really irritable and angsty if Mm -hmm. I don't make the time and create space for me to have some other things to do while I'm down there. So I reach out to friends that I have down there in the area um, and make sure I have plans, you know, to just do some other things. Let's go to the movie. Let's go to the mall. Let's go get something to eat. Let's have some things to do so that we can kind of create some boundaries and space. And it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, I mean, you can get tired of looking at anybody. Whether yeah. it be like so just having you having the people and, you came from and taking that pressure off. And I and also I want to add it's really important to kind of set yourself up to make sure that you can do that. Um, and one of the things that I talked about when we were in San Francisco is that I have um, thought about getting my own transportation so I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm literally bound and waiting on somebody else to get out. Um, but yeah, that's something that I took me a, f- a few years to realize that I needed that. But you know, the longer time, you know, the long the length, the longer the length of my stay. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm staying there any anywhere over two three days, I have to kind of set up some some other things to do. Like let's go get our nails done. Let's go get a pedicure. Let's go do something else mm-hmm. um, so that I'm not just in this house for the full length of my stay. Ooh, stressful. Very, very stressful. Um, also, another thing that's really, really been clutch is my weighted blanket. Um, and I can, I've learned that, you know, I sleep in my weighted blanket every night. When I have to go out of town for work for a few days or if we're traveling over the weekend for a show, I can make it without it. But if I'm going to be away for any extended period of time, I try to, I try my best to pack it. Because 
my body is just grown <laughs> accustomed to having it at this point. Um, and it's really like not that heavy, to be totally honest. No. Like, I mean, it's 15 pounds, but... I like, think I have a 15 pounder too. When I put it in a carry on, it's just like if it's no heavier than my bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like okay. it makes the bag unbearable to. Okay, that's fair. And, you know, since I'll be going home for an extended period of time, I will probably be checking a bag. So I'll put the weighted blanket in the carry on, bring that on the plane with me, and then put my check my clothes. Um, um, what's another thing on my list? Actually, my iPad and headphones as well, mm -hmm. because, you know, I have to do a lot of the cooking and stuff. And so one, you know, I keep my music going, but then sometimes, you know, they got the TV on in the front and it's loud and this one's running through the kitchen and going to her room and doing all kinds of things. So I find that sometimes when I don't feel like listening to music while I'm cooking, I'll put my iPad on with my headphones mm -hmm. and I'll watch a show while I'm, if I know I'm going to be in the kitchen for an extended period of time. And it allows me to kind of zone the noise out and kind of just get into my groove. Music does that too, but sometimes you don't want to listen to music. And sometimes you don't want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> and right. so, ironically enough. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I watch my little shows. I watch my little Bob's Burger or Snapped or whatever on my iPad. And I find that it actually is able to help me be productive while I'm there and kind of like zone all of that out as opposed to being irritated. Right. Um, I will round this out by saying, um, for me, like the last two things in my survival kit, um, are, um, I message allies. <laughs> um, Fair. so, uh, as, as I talked about before, and I'm going to say something about this, um, I wanted, I wanted to make it a whole episode, but I didn't want to like, you know, just. I don't know. Maybe we, if, I'll kind of share this now. And then if folks want us to have a more in-depth conversation about it next week or subsequent weeks, then we can talk about it then. But um, when I say I message allies, it's, I found like, well, my brother used to be my person, right? So, you know, having mm -hmm. a person that you can kind of like decompress and unpack things with in the family. Um, so, you know how like when you, you hang out with your cousins, when your aunts and uncles, mm -hmm. um, you kind of go back to your to your own siblings, your own parents and kind of, you know, decompress and kind of talk about, you know, family stuff with. But losing Brian, I feel like I lost that person. Um, so in the Christmases that we have had with since his passing, I realized that I need to have um, people mm -hmm. who I can text who I can call. Um, and even if I don't really have anything to say, um, but just kind of like, you know, have somebody to talk to about, even if, even if it's like, you know, like, like Jade knows my family by name and I can kind of describe, you know, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that and she'll understand what I'm saying. Um, mm -hmm. But even if she doesn't know the details, like just, you know, the fact that she's there and willing to listen is yep. something that has been absolutely essential for me. Um, you know, or for just for her to check and say, are you doing OK? And, you know, if I say no, then, you know, that's OK. Right. So it's not like always mm -hmm. about like, you know, what can I do? But just kind of like having someone there in presence, even mm -hmm. if it's just like in my phone has been mm -hmm. something that is essential to my survival. And the, the second thing is like flexibility and adaptability, I think, in navigating um, grief or managing my grief around the holidays one of the things that I have found ha that has been so, so important for me 
I mean, it's something that I have to be intentional about because it's not my kind of default setting is like really creating space for me to be compassionate toward myself and to be flexible and adaptable and to give myself the space that I need to not be okay when I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And to take the pressure of um, whatever uh, expectations I put on myself. So, you know, expecting that this will be the, this will be the third Christmas without mm-hmm. Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, well, for whatever reason, even though I know it's unreasonable um, and uh, ridiculous, because I know that it all, it's, not, it's something that I'll never, ever get over, I always find myself carrying shame or guilt around being a, a mess. Because um, sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, but like it seems like my mess kind of comes out at the most random times. So it's not like I'll be, I'll be fine in one minute. And then the next minute I'm just a blubbering mess. Um, and then, you know, I have, I, in terms of processing that I'm learning how to let that be okay. Um, mm-hmm. and come to grips with the fact that it may be 15 years from now. And I still could have those moments where I'm a blubbering mess and that there is no shame in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that kind of flexibility and adaptability is um, something that I am, I put it in here because I'm trying to, you know, talk about it more um, and just kind of like face it um, because I walk around during this time, during the holidays with this like perpetual knot in my stomach because Mm -hmm. I feel like the holidays trigger me. Um, And it's like a, like one of the the largest triggers for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of being prepared to be triggered and letting that be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, um, some of you have asked um, for us to have a conversation about like managing grief and loss um, around the holidays or just specifically speaking. And I have like a couple of things here that, that, that um, I can just list. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys want us to, have a, a more in-depth conversation around that and maybe even because I mean there are other people who are open on the internet about um grieving their loved ones um mm-hmm. and maybe this is a conversation that we can invite those people to but mm-hmm. um really quickly the things that have helped me in managing my grief and loss around the holidays are number one knowing my triggers like I talked about communicating what my needs are to the people that I'm around um, cause I mean, then ha- I mean doing that beforehand because like explaining it in the process or in the moment does not help my situation. Um, delegating a process partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just somebody to just, you know, just kind of, if I need to talk about things with, mm-hmm. I can, um, Fury has really been that, that person for me, especially around Christmas time. Um, just having, somebody there this is outside of like my iMessage allies but this person is the person who I hit up when I'm feeling certain things and um like I said uh the the fourth one and the big one I talked about before is like really letting yourself off the hook having practicing self-compassion flexibility and adapting and uh, when I say adapting like um one of the things for me is like me and Brian used to travel to my parents um for Christmas together so there are, there are areas 
And then like, so when I had to go to Nashville for, for his funeral and everything, mm-hmm. I flew. Um, so like there are areas in the airport that trigger me. Mm-hmm. And um, when I can, if at all possible, you know, I avoid those areas or I, if I can't avoid those areas, then I have practices for that. So like Keisha is a person that I call um, and I'm like, you know, I'm just walking past the gate, past one specific <clears throat> gate or I'm in a specific section of the terminal and I just, you know, can you just stay on the phone with me um, so that I don't end up on, on the floor? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, um, but really I just want to just kind of list those. I'm sure that there are more, I'm sure that other people who are, I mean, I get all kinds of messages and notes and DMs from people who are, you know, dealing with the loss of siblings and parents and, and aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and all kinds of important people. And, you know, we share that in community. So if that's something that, you know, others want to continue this conversation and join this conversation about, it's something that I think that I may be almost ready to um, have a more in-depth conversation about, but I wanted to acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in this small way um, and just kind of say that these are the things that, I have used to kind of survive the holidays and why, and the things about the holidays that trigger me. I asked my, um, <clears throat> I might've mentioned this before, but you know, I'll have moments where, cause my grandfather passed right after new year's mm-hmm. and <clears throat> maybe five years ago. So I, I actually asked my grandmother cause I think more so about her and I'm more worried about her than anything mm-hmm. because they were married for almost 65 years. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, how how do you like, so many people have passed from broken hearts and things like that. How do you continue to move forward? And like, it also helps me when I get sad because I spent a good amount of my life with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she said, I talk to him mm-hmm. and I, you know, look at pictures and I just talk to him. She's mm-hmm. like, and I play a lot of songs that we love together and just think about all of those memories. She's like, and that's what keeps me feeling good because I remember those things. And that's what keeps me from breaking down and being sad all the time. And it's helped me. So when I feel sad for people that I've lost, I talk to them. Yeah. Um, I talk I've, to I've them. written Brian letters. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have seen on Instagram, like, you know, I, I will like, uh, like in the cap, I'll post a picture of him and in the caption, it's like, I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sharing and talking about it with other people I found has been helpful to me um, because it kind of just makes the process a little less lonely and isolating to know that I'm not the only person um, kind of managing these struggles mm-hmm. um, and that it's okay for me to still be struggling. Um and just like you said, you raise a really good point. Is I, f- I find comfort and strength in being supportive to my mom during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, this is something that we are navigating together and it's a burden that we share. So there, if there are ways that, you know, when her arms get tired, I can hold her arms up. And when my arms get tired, she can hold my arms up. That's mm-hmm. really, um, to me... Something that I think Brian would be proud of us for. Yeah. Um, so that is that is that is helpful. Um I mean, 
when I say that the holidays is, are a challenging and difficult time, it is because of all of the busyness and all of the, you know, hustling and bustling and the traffic and all of that. But it's also because the holidays, you know, trigger, um, you know, uh, us in, in ways that remind us that, you know, the things that, you know, that we of the things that we've lost mm-hmm. um, and the things and the people that we've lost and the, and not just grieving the person in their physical absence, but grieving the life that you thought that you would have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that is, is, is does is not at all limited to a specific period of time. So if you are dealing with um, uh, any kind of grief or heaviness or loss or sadness or depression, um, as a result of anything um, during the holidays, I just want to encourage you, you know, that it is a series of days that we can navigate together um, and, you know, we can get through it together. And even even when it seems like, you know, unfair and grueling, you know, it's OK for you to have those feelings, but we just have to move through them and not kind of, you know, stop and, and stall in them. Um, so you're getting grown family is here for you. I'm here for you. Jade's here for you. And we will be here for one another together. Um, And, you know, we'll just make it. All we got to do is make it to January 1. That's That's it. it. (laughs) That's That's it. it. We're almost there. We are almost there. But that's on the wings of love, <laughs> only the two of us together fly. <laughs> oh my God. I figured we just end that on a nice little Jeffrey note. Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. Let's move on to this honesty back. All right, let's do, let's, it. Do it. let's do it. Getting into debt is easy, getting out of debt is hard. Science. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt because they know you're more than just your credit score. So as we know, uh, young people are, you know, we are the prey of credit card companies. They prey on our innocence and our ignorance around what it really means, you know, to have a credit card and to have credit. If we would have known about, you know, Upstart as a low interest rate option, we were younger, there probably been a lot more choices. We, a lot, we would have made better choices um, around our spending um, and, you know, our options for paying back once we've spent. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart makes it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into just one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to Upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's Upstart.com slash grown. Honestly? Truly. All right, all right. Let's get to it on this box of honesty. You know the usual praise the Lord niggas. God is good all the time and all the time. I need help. 
Okay. I feel like I'm constantly in the position of being, being taken advantage of Uh-oh. at each job. And it's not from a lack of speaking up or exceeding expectations. Background. I'm a professional corporate event manager. I've been doing this for about 15 years for large medical nonprofit and other corporations. Mm -hmm. I've been recognized as a top 40 under 40 event planner within the country. Long story short, I am damn good at what I do. All right. I've only become comfortable with saying that after realizing I need to praise myself the way the white man praises themselves. Mm -mm -mm. Every company I'm at recognizes the work that I've done. I've gone into organizations and made positive changes, increased efficiency, and upgraded events. Each time I'm praised for what I've done and been told that I will get a raise and or title upgrade. Currently, I'm in a situation where my company went through a merger and I was promoted to manage both event teams. Of course, with mergers, there were layoffs and my team decreased in size, which means I increased my workload. I was promised a significant title change and pay increase. This happened in July. We're now in December and I have received neither. I've watched Mm. people around me get what they deserve and have been told that I had to wait to the end of the fiscal year. Today, I was told that there is no money for the pay increase and they're not sure whether or not they'll be able to change my title. I'm tired of this rotating cycle. I know I deserve this. My CEO works so closely to me that he made a dotted line from me to him that has said I am the only event manager that he will work with. My question is, what do I need to do to end this constant cycle in my career? I started my own events business and I'm thinking now is the time for me to trust in the Lord and step out because that's the only way I will reap what I deserve. Has this ever happened to you? How did you handle it? Thank you. And I hope that this wasn't a long email. <laughs> Please tell Queen ASAP Noah that she has plenty of aunties out here taking advice from her. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know. I think the, the first the first thing that came to mind is the importance of like um, showing and not telling. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a conversation definitely needs to be had. But when you have it, I would be uh, intentional about documenting um everything so i would i would have hoped i don't know if this is something that you didn't mention it so i don't know whether or not you have it but if like the promise of the pay increase and title increase um sounds like it was a verbal promise mm-hmm. but um in the future if this were to happen again at another organization or even within this one i would need that in writing and you know when people say stuff it's like can i get that in writing um, or even like, you know, even if you have to write it and they sign it, you know, such that you can have record of this, because ultimately it always boils down to your word against theirs. Um, but honestly, I think that this boils down to communicating and laying out for people, just like you've laid out for us, all that you do, all that, you know, the ways in which you bring value mm-hmm. to the company and, you know, you know, really build a case for why, you know, or how you're being undervalued right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, be prepared for whatever, uh, whatever response you get. So be prepared for it to go fa- in your favor, but also be prepared for it not to, you know, for it to be an unfavorable response in that they say, you know, there's nothing we can do. Um, or they say, you know, or even worse, you know, say, well, girl, this is what it is. If you don't like it, you can go. Mm-hmm. Um as far as like whether or not this is about branching out on, you know, this is a sign that you should branch out on your own. I would just caution you. I mean, I, I think 
I think you want to, you know, just caution you around making hasty decisions. And this may be a sign that you do need to leave, but it doesn't have to mean that you have to leave right now. And it certainly doesn't suggest that you should leave if you're not prepared to leave financially um, and, or, and, you know, and, and in terms of having a plan for how you and your business will move forward. Um, so I don't know. I think those are the things that I would do. I would document, 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 um, and really like, document get the documentation from your employer uh, around the conditions of the promises that you've been made if that's not possible whether or not you have that moving forward having a strong solid case with like you know that that demonstrates what specifically you do and the value of that work and labor um, and if it does meet and, and being prepared for whatever response you get um, and then finally you know, maybe this does mean that you start making moves toward uh, branching out on your own. But I'm sure Jay can uh, attest to the importance of having all of your ducks in a row, all of your things together before kind of taking those steps. Um, and, you know, it does take time to do that. It does. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, for me, you know, there's a huge element to my personality that is safe, <laughs> you know, even though I I do like to step out on faith and, and I do a lot of things that a lot of people may not necessarily agree with or they wouldn't do, but I do have a safe element. So I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on building my uh, personal endeavors into the career that I want them to be. I'm going to work on building those while I have this corporate job, and I'm just going to use it for what it is. I knew it wasn't really going to go anywhere. I knew it wasn't a, wasn't going to go where I wanted it to go professionally. So at that point, I used that job. And then when that came to an end, that's when I was like, all right, so I've taken this time. I've built these things up. And while I'm not exactly where I would love to be, while I'm doing this, I'm going to do it. And I've been doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I can say that the bills are paid and, you know, I'm I'm able to try to take care of a few things. I'm, I'm not balling out of control. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no Jermaine Dupri Jay-Z over mm -hmm. here. But it will be. I'm still speaking those things. I'm still working towards those things. But I am taking care of the things that I need to take care of. So I say all that to say... Maybe you use this as an opportunity, like Kia said, not to make a hasty decision, but have a conversation with them. See if you can get some forward movement. You know, we could totally all be surprised and you can go to them with your whole case and say, all right, this is what it is. And maybe they'll look at you and say, you know what, she's a valuable person like we have and because you presented your case and they'll give you what you want. But if that's not the case and things don't go that way. Maybe you use that as a sign to say, I'll use this job for what I need it for right now while I build my personal career up. And then that way you can start to kind of merge over on that side of things. And before you know it, you're making more money working for yourself than you are for somebody else. And then you don't need the job anymore. Right. Every, so that's, that's, I hope that helps. Every entrepreneur will tell you that, you know, there's a level of, of, of personal investment that goes mm -hmm. into building your business. I mean, it's, it's always, it's easy to invest in your business when you have the resources to do so. So if there's another means for ensuring that you have those resources, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, you want to do everything that you can to take advantage of those resources while you have them. Yep. Um, and, you know, if, even if it's not in terms of like, 
you know, maybe it's not a right now thing. Maybe it's like, you know, you have the conversation. It doesn't go the way that you want. And you commit to yourself that you'll, you know, have a plan, you know, that within six months you'll have, I don't know, a certain amount of money saved or you'll have a certain, you know, amount of clients booked or you have had a certain kind of projects and you can kind of, you know, start to work toward your Mm -hmm. goal of, you know, just... Being you able. may look up one day, you making more money over here for yourself right. than you are for them. Right, right. But you then, but th- that that's the, that's the ideal situation, right? Because then you have the flexibility to make a choice mm-hmm. around, you know, moving in in your business when you want to versus when you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um. So I think that 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 is an ideal position to be in. Um. And if you can be in that position, I would do so for as long as possible. I hope that was helpful. Please keep us updated and and let us know how things go um, as you continue to build. Because we know, we know you're going to be successful. Absolutely. We absolutely do. And we cannot wait to make you a shout out for people to book you for all of their wonderful events. Absolutely. Um... So yeah, keep us updated. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com and we can jump on into this black woman's self-care. I deserve Black woman self-care time because we deserve Sing Mama D. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I said it Oh, did I say this? Was this my black? Oh, no, this was not my black woman self-care. I mentioned it during the San Francisco show. Um, I, we went, so we went to San Francisco this weekend, We as we have said, and it was wonderful. And we got up and we went to breakfast on Saturday morning. And, you know, had the weather been different, maybe we would have <laughs> gone to explore the city a smidge. You know what I'm saying? But it was just raining, and I think that was a sign that everybody needed to go inside. Mm-hmm. So we went to breakfast, and then we walked for a couple of blocks and did the exploring we were going to do. And then we went back to the hotel. And when I realized I had hours upon hours <laughs> to not only take a nap, but get up and take a shower and order food and comfortably do my my little makeup that I know how to do, like... <laughs> It was wonderful. And I went to the hotel and I put on my muumu and I got in that bed and I took a nap. Yes. I watched TV and glorious. I woke up and still had hours before I had to get ready for the glorious. show. It was glorious. So that is my black woman self-care this week. You know, it would have been really nice to explore San Francisco, but I realized the amount of time we were there and all of that, it just wasn't that type of trip. So instead of trying to even make it that type of trip, it was like, you know what? Take advantage of this little alone time that you have and enjoy it. And that's what I did. So, so good. Um, I too did this very same thing, but I won't just be redundant. I will say though that, um, uh, in San Francisco, I, I did mention this. Um, so forgive me if for those of you who are at the San Francisco show, um, if I'm repeating it, but it is really a big deal because I usually spend a lot of my time on flights. Um, I usually spend a lot of my time on flights uh, <laughs> working. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hear her crunching. <laughs> yes, Cookie. I'm recording right now. Go pee. I know you have to pee. Okay, you want hold on, Kia. Hold on, listeners. <laughs> Kia will sing you a musical jingle. No, in the Kia meantime. will not. 
But I will keep talking about my uh, about my um, about my black women self care. Shout out to ASAP Noah, always making her presence known on Getting Grown. But yes, I took the opportunity to, um, you know, I usually work on the flights, but the the Wi Fi on this particular United flight was like thirty dollars, and I just could not, I could not make a case for. Uh, <laughs> spending that kind of money for Al Gore's internet because I'm like girl what that's like a whole what like I'm not doing it I'm not paying for a month's worth of internet I'm paying for a flight's worth of internet and I'm not doing it um and I let myself rest I'm not really a person who can get a lot of sleep on planes but I let myself kind of rest my mind relax I spent a good amount of time when I mean like I'm talking about a couple of hours in my prayer journal literally just writing and talking to the Lord it was so good um and uh and um oh <laughs> look at this real life parenting but yes it was amazing and that was my black woman self-care um and jade's back jade is back okay i'm back <laughs> yes i just told them that i spent the time on the plane not working and but <laughs> relaxing and reflecting yes. in my prayer journal which was a, yes. a good time and we got yes. to hear some real life parenting yes. um <laughs> in real time parenting which yeah is that's good. fine ty i don't mind if if it's there you know this is real life <laughs> you know this is this this is reality podcasting this is your life absolutely so black women self-care um be sure to let us know the things that you guys are doing, what books you're reading, what space you're creating in your life to prioritize yourself. Yes. Um, one of the things I saw, I didn't get a chance to read Beyonce's, um, is it Elle magazine cover? or the? Oh, I didn't either yet. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did see some quotes somebody put on Instagram. And one of the things that she said uh, that she said having miscarriages taught her that she needed to learn how to be a parent to herself before she could parent someone else. Mm. And I, to me, I thought that that was just kind of like a less like that scream, like the, pri the, the importance of prioritizing, taking care of yourself. And like the metaphor that they say, like even on the airplane, like, you know, you got to put your mask on before you can put somebody else's mask Ooh, on. That's it. Um, so make sure that you're masking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Mask yourself first. <laughs> so it's good. It's time for the petty piece. It is time. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right, it's time to get petty, and I am prepared this week. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of things. I actually think I have two. Um, man, where do I begin? So I was in a convenience store. I went to get my hair cut last week, um, and there's a convenience store right outside of the salon suite. Um, and I said, you know, I'm old, right? I'm of that age, right, where I'm just like, I be craving things like a cold ginger ale. So yes. I was walking to the car and was like, you know, I'm going to stop in here and get me a ginger ale or something. And I didn't have any cash. And I got my stuff to the register. And he was like, you know, I guess I was like $3 short of the the minimum to use. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and get a bottle of water. Now, I prefer my, to drink my water at room temp. I don't really like cold, cold water. I find that I drink it faster when it's room temperature. So I went back over to like the, where the water was and I was asking 
um, you know, if they had any room temp water, the other person in the store was like engaging with me. And he kind of said, you know, we only have room temp water of a certain size and it's not really here. So I was like, okay, don't worry about it. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe this means that I don't need no ginger ale right now or I'll stop at the convenience store close to my house and get it. So I was going to go back to get my stuff to put it back. And the, the initial guy who I was talking to was behind the counter was trying to get my attention. Now I understand that we were in a store and he didn't know my name and we were complete strangers. He didn't know how to, to, to kind of get my attention. And I understand that he probably did not mean to be offensive, but that man snapped his fingers at me. Oh no, indeed. Lose them. Something inside of me like clicked. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. He yeah. snapped his fingers at me and was mm-hmm. like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And he was like pointing, like pointing, like, come back, come here. And I was just like, Nah, so I like, there's no way you're talking. Nah, no, no, no. Like what? Because mm. first of all, I'm not a child. First mm. of all, I'm a human being. Like I'm not mm. like a a pet, a cat, Mm-mm. or Mm-mm. something. Like, secondly, I understand words. I speak <laughs> them, and I can hear them and comprehend them. Um, and I'm also almost 37 years old. Like, 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 bitch. To whom are you speaking? And I'm also getting ready to spend my money in here. So treat me like a person. Give me a high excuse me, miss. Yes. Or something like, hey, um, pardon me. Like there are other ways to get my attention in the store other than like snapping at me. Like I'm some sort of, I don't know. I don't even know. It was just like, to me, it was just so offensive. Um, That would make me want to break them. I literally lost it. And (laughs) finally, um, this is a few minutes ago. I want to get myself some food. Um, And this happens to me with men only. And usually with men who are from other countries where I would say my name and I might have said this before, or I'm trying to figure out if I share this on the show or if I was just kind of like venting to my friend, but this has happened to me and it keeps happening to me. I don't like it when strangers try to tell me or question me about myself. Like people who I don't know, never seen, they question me about myself. So this, this is what happens. Someone will ask me about my name. I'll say what it is. And they'll say something like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, you know, New York. And like, no, no, where are you from? And I'm like, um, okay. So, you know, we'll do that whole back and forth until we get them to understand that I, what I'm saying is like, you know, I'm just a regular degular black. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then this is always the question. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Or something to that effect. Like, just a few minutes ago, the man, uh, we was in Nando's. The man was like, Kia. Mm, so he asked me what my name was, and I was like, Kia. He was like, what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he said, uh, where she did you... She pops her gum. I don't know. He said, where did you get it? He said, I was like, where did you, where did you, where did you get your name from? And I was like, where did you get your name from? I got my name from my mama. What do you mean? (laughs) And then he's like explaining what it means. He's from East Africa. This is what it means over there. Perhaps your mom got it from there. And I'm just like, I don't know where my mom got it from. That's a question for her, not me. And I don't know. Like, And then it's like, you know, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. But either way, (laughs) I said what I said. Stop asking me questions. (laughs) About myself. You don't get to tell me. Are you sure? Am I sure? I know what I know. I know that as far as I know, we are from America. <laughs> like That's it. That's it. 
I'm a black woman from America. I'm a black American. I've not done my uh, Ancestry.com. I don't know the ins and outs. The bottom line is you asked a question and I answered it. It's not your place to question my my answer. I get it, but like on the other side of things, it's uh, annoying. But like, are you sure? What? Where are you from? I I'm me. Like, what do you mean where am I from? From my mother and my father. <laughs> From America, <laughs> and they're like just a regular day. But where's your family from? I'm like all over Detroit, <laughs> like, mostly the East Coast, Nashville, like, and, and South like, Carolina. No, but where are they from? What are you mixed with? I'm like there it goes right there. I'm this mixed is what with I'm black. Saying. I'm mixed with black and black. I'm not getting ready to go into my family stuff with them because I just I know what you're doing and I don't like it. But I mean, as black as I am, right? As obviously black as I am, I get that as well. Like, what? Yeah. Am, what are? What are you? What? Like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm, I'm also, and I mean, this is not to. Maybe this is a conversation that we can have. But I think a lot of times people assume that when your family is like when you are a black American, that means that you don't have any culture, or that there are assumptions, or that they, you know, <laughs> assumptions made about what your culture is. But you know, black American culture is a thing. Like, and we have that. So let us have Which it. is why I can start this entire show off with Alexander O'Neill <laughs> and somebody like Kia or Dustin <laughs> or whomever would jam out. You know why? Because their black parents also played Alexander O'Neill in I mean, the crib. it's a thing. Like, it's a thing. But there are, I That mean, is black American culture. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's food and it's specific mm-hmm. and it's not, and it's not a monolith, right? So like, no. like Dustin is from Michigan and I'm from, you know, New York. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but there are things that we do the same and there are things that we mm-hmm. do differently. Um, yep. And But it, it still falls under the black American, like, you know, that's just like, you know, the differences in, you know, dialect and even accent from, mm-hmm. you know, like DC to Baltimore to Virginia, like those, the, as close as those cities are, people who are from those areas sound different. Their euphemisms and colloquialisms are different. Uh, the, you know, what was in style, you know, for us. Um, in 1997 may be different than what was in style for Dustin in 1997. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, my I don't cousins know. in Cleveland say pop. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you I know. mean, there are, there are just different, there, there's, there are cultural things. And I think sometimes these kinds of questions of like, but what are you and where are you from to me can, can be dismissive of those mm-hmm. cultural differences. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's intentional and I'm not, you know, kind of calling out or trying to shame anybody, but just offering like different perspective um, and how those kinds of questions can make people feel. Um, like, you know, it is good yeah. enough that my mom is from Nashville and my father's from South Carolina and that's all I know. And that's, that's uh, good honestly, enough. That's going to have to be good enough because that's all it is. There's <laughs> light-skinned blacks. Yeah. Like, there are light-skinned blacks. I, like, they, they, it exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, black mother, black father. That's actually a thing. You know, now, if <laughs> you want me to go into a whole history about right. who, who infiltrated the family bloodline somewhere right. back there, you know, without somebody's consent, we can have that conversation, but that's going to make you uncomfortable. Right. So... <laughs> You want to do this or not? Nah? <laughs> um, my petty peeve this week is super petty. Okay. okay. I understand the world is dying and uh-huh. uh, global warming is a thing. We're all going to burn soon. And we're doing everything in our power to try to save it. I know I am an avid recycler. I try to do all that I can. You all know that I love the biodegradable. 
and all things that try to, you know, try to be environmentally friendly. I'm not using paper straws, but I'm okay. Also that I'm not <laughs> using any paper straws. That is not my petty peeve, though. Okay. I hate them, but that's not it. San Francisco. Oh, boy. Is so green that I noticed they do not give utensils with their food. Mm. I guess you have to literally request utensils in order to get utensils. Yeah, you have to request. I've noticed that in Uber Eats and stuff, that's like an uh, option that you have to request now. But like... usually I'm at home <laughs> and that's fine. Right. Whereas I was in a hotel room like, how am I going to eat a fajita platter right now <laughs> with my hands? <laughs> you know, and eventually we found, you know, the, the front desk had some. But I would just, if y'all could even just make a note in the apps or something, I recognize that this is like a first, first, first world problem. Mm -hmm. But if y'all could even just make a note in the apps that says, if you need utensils, please request them or click here if you need utensils. Like yeah. if you could just say something so that niggas are not just out here trying to eat refried beans with their <laughs> fingers, <laughs> it would be so grateful. Much obliged, really. That's my petty peeve this week. That is it. I wasn't going to make no plain petty peeves. Flights weren't too difficult. You know. So. This is good. You've had a good yes. run. Yes, we've had a good run. And that's another episode of Getting Grown. Shout out to everybody who bought merch, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to everyone. Like, we're enjoying ourselves on the road on doing these shows. We are. We're enjoying ourselves recording um and it's just dope to just kind of see you know this family continue to grow we're looking forward to continuing to do more and more and more and more things in 2020 and we are just so appreciative that you guys continue to kick it with us week after week after week after week absolute um so yeah in the meantime and in between time continue to consult the description box for all of the things that we mentioned today from the shout outs um um to you know you know, all the other things that we mentioned. Can I, and I, may I just say, the description box takes work, okay? I just want y'all <laughs> to know, like, you know, niggas try to remember the links that are supposed to go in there. Every single ad that we read Indeed. and say is in that description box, so you know how to find it. Every single thing, every shout out every week is in that description box, okay? Everything. In addition to a one to two liner that lets you know what this episode is about. Yes, indeed. I want you to recognize the hard work Absolutely. that Kia and I put in Absolutely. so that y'all niggas are taken care of. Um, and we know that you do, and we appreciate you for appreciating that. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, in between time, we're looking forward to uh, next week's episode. Um, we're looking forward to closing out our run with the Friend Zone in Atlanta this weekend. Atlanta, we can't wait to kick it with you. Please join us at our pop-up. Um, yes. In the, um, I think it starts at 12. There will be um, all kinds of treats and things uh, for you to enjoy. And then we will close things out with our final show. We're going to have an amazing time. Um, I believe there's going to be a siblings. slutty vegan food truck. I at do the too. Um, I mean, I think details of that will be published soon. So make yourself available, make your way. Um, and. We're, we can't wait to see you guys. Um, yes. So, yeah. In the meantime, tell them what to do, sis. Drink your water. Absolutely. Mind your business. That's correct. And moisturize your elbows and behind your knees. Yes, indeed. The crevices of your toes. And your fingers. 
and your um your whatever your feet also don't forget <laughs> your scalp Oh, oh, yes. Argan <laughs> oil and avocado. Absolutely. Because why, sis? Because you'll... Yeah. Your dandruff will cake up. <laughs> your dandruff will cake up. And the black of your scalp and your skin will continue to crack. Uh, because it's dry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.